When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins. This is Shirley Manson. This is Low Tallest, co-founder of The Cure. This is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song. The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B-52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more. To keep the music flowing, we'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. Consequence Podcast Network. Welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with the interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org, Consequence, and the Consequence Podcast Network. Thanks so much for making your way here, checking out the series. Uh, please do hit the subscribe button. I do three new interviews every single week. It's a brand new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So it's a great way to keep up with all of your favorite artists, discover some new ones, know what's happening in the music world. iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, Podchaser, NPR, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcast from. I'm Kyle Meredith. Today, I'm talking with The Offspring about their brand new record, Let the Bad Times Roll, the first new album in nine years. Dexter Holland and Noodles uh, jump on the line to discuss the uh, the journey of making this record, uh, reflecting the state of the world within the songs and the isolation and alienation that populate the lyrics and music videos. Uh, this, uh, this LP also gives them a chance to look back while moving forward, and they're going to tell us about how they celebrate the past, with things like guitar riffs and other fan favorite moments, such as the return of Black Ball. You know, he's the guy that you got to keep him separated guy and other moments. He's back on this record and they've re-recorded 1997's Gone Away, but as a piano ballad, something they've been doing live for a handful of years and finally did it on studio version. And instead of a B-side, it's actually on this new album right here. Other than that, we're also going to talk about the business side of things. Uh, the Offspring sold their rights to their catalog. They were sort of ahead of the curve on this one. They did it back in 2017, made a nice big chunk of money. I want to talk about what is so appealing, maybe besides the money, <laughs> although I know that's a big part of it. I want to hear about that, uh, the lineup change that happened before this album, and how much of this new record we can expect in the upcoming live shows. So let's do this, talking about Let the Bad Times Roll it's Kyle Meredith with The Offspring. Hey, Kyle. Hello. Congratulations on this new album. Um, I know it's been a long time coming, and it is well worth the wait. It is so much fun to listen to. Well, thank, thank you. you very much. Yeah, we're, it's, a, it's always an exciting time when we have uh, a new record to, to get put out for the fans. Yeah, especially. It, it must. I, I don't know. You've got lots of records under your belt, but just having the time in between like this, does this actually feel any different this time? Uh, yeah, I think so. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we didn't have anybody telling us we had to be done by a certain point. We had finished our, our record deal. So we 
we kind of just didn't have to put it out until we felt strongly that it was finished, that we had a good record. And we were, we were pretty much there right before the, the shutdown happened. Uh, back in the before times, we were pretty close to being done. And all of a sudden, the pandemic hit. And then we were kind of forced to take another look at it. And, and you know, we thought it was done. But we did polish, spit polish some things here and there. And I, I think that, that made it even a little bit better. Um, but uh, eventually we went, man, this record's done. We want the fans to hear it. Let's put it out. So, so yeah. here it is. So here it is. But over these years, I mean, you have put out some singles. I mean, one of them even made the, even made the record here. Was there a specific moment then when it wasn't about the singles, when you actually noticed like, hey, this is a record and it is coming together? Was there, was there that sort of vision? It was around that time because so many bands and artists were just putting out singles or maybe EPs that we even kind of thought about it. And, and we put out Coming For You at that time, just because it had been a few years since we put anything out. But then after that, we just kind of realized it just didn't feel right. It's like, we're a band. We should be putting out albums. So that's why we decided to, to sit on this a little longer and get more material together. Looking back through, you know, a few of the interviews leading up to this and just those moments where you're like, okay, it's almost done. We're almost there. I think maybe Noodles, it was you that was, at one point said, I think we even have two records. Yeah. Like, is that still the case? Is, could this have been, could this have been a double album at some point? Was that ever in the conversation? Well, that would have, we would have had to come up with about another half of, of half, half, <laughs> half another album. Uh, we, so we definitely had an album and a half pretty much you know, done or, or close to being done. Really, really close. Um, we, we had probably a whole record done a couple years ago and we started, we just entered this really creative period and came up with more and more, you know, stuff. Most half of this record or most of this record was probably written during that time. So yeah, we, we definitely have enough to hopefully it won't take us nine years to put together. You know, we already have half a record for you. That's so right. Yeah, hopefully it won't take us another nine years. Yeah. Ultimately I don't want to be that guy, you know, before the record's even out being like, so when's the next record, you know, it's. Yeah. I, know. <laughs> I remember talking to, to Brian from Weezer one time and I guess it was the, the Islands in the Sun record had just come out, and he's like, "Yeah, we're already over that. We're working on a new record now." Already, <laughs> it literally just come out. I just couldn't believe out. that he was already over it. Uh, we yeah. get those. There, there will be comments on our social media the day of release. When's when are you going to do another album? Like yeah. we've seen it before. Yeah, for what it's worth, I, I just had Brian on the show, and they have the next four albums complete. So, do they? Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can't really comp- you put you know play in that. It's a different ball game. Whatever's happening there. It, yeah. <laughs> well, seriously, what's going on this record? Uh, again, there's so many different angles. Um, there are these really fun moments, of course. There are the really serious moments, and and that. The album starts out like that. You know, the first couple of songs for a few songs, we kind of get the punch. I mean, starting with This Is Not Utopia, I feel like it does really set the tone for what we're getting for the rest of the record. What did you all want to reflect? Well, really, you know, we kind of look at the world that we see happening, you know, both, you know, here in America, in our country, but also around the world. We do travel a lot and and uh, and then just try to express our feelings about it, really. You know, what we see happening and, and uh, without trying to get, you know, preachy, you know, or political, just talk about the things that we see in the, in the world um, and, and hope that, uh, y- you know, we can resonate with, with, an, with our fans there. And that's the thing though. It's, it is interesting because th- seeing, hearing that a lot of these songs, you know, they weren't written immediately in the last couple of years. I mean, the th- I guess what I'm getting to is the things that we're hearing in these songs, they aren't new problems. And especially in, in the last decade, like kind of going further about what you're talking about there, 
you know, were there those specific moments in uh, our country's history, in the world's history, where you thought, oh, okay, this is something that I need to talk about. This is something that I need to hit on. Were those actually there? Yeah, well, this this is not Utopia. It was kind of written about, you know, a lot of the social unrest that we were seeing, but it was written before, like, the protests of last summer here in the U.S., um, you know, but certainly like let the bad times roll. There's a couple of lines in that, like lock her up, lock her up that, you know, you're referencing a specific moment and a specific event in, you know, in, in history, we figured people aren't going to forget that, you know, and without trying to take sides on what, you know, whatever side you're on, you know, I don't think anyone has been happy with what we've seen happening in the last four years. We're, we're more divided than we ever have, at least in, in our, I, I, not just in our country, but certainly in, in the United States. Um, and you have to address it. You have to, you know, you know, point it out. And, and it, I think to not talk about what we see happening would, would be dishonest. Yeah. Coming at that, let the bad times roll. I mean, I, I wrote down the words champions for destruction. Um, and, and it might've been something that you all had said, you know, in, in one of your, your video things on YouTube or whatever, but cause I didn't catch it exactly like that. The first time I heard it, you know, obviously the, the theme just of what we've gone through, let the bad times roll, but hearing about like, oh, the people who are actually sort of benefiting from the madness. Am I, am I right on that? And can you talk a little bit about that angle? Yeah. They're the ones that, that want to let the bad times roll, you know, um, you know, for those of us living through it, it's kind of like, geez, how much, you know, how much, how more, much more are you going to give us, you yeah. know? And, and then finally you're like, okay, bring it, let the bad times roll, bring it, you know? <laughs> But then there's the, the the world leaders, the the media, you know, certain arms of it, anyways, that want to divide us, and and that's how they make money and stay in power, uh, you know. And so they they want to keep, you know, you think I'm bad now? Just wait, we're gonna, I'm gonna be twice as bad now. Double and, down, uh, yeah. Just to say, right? You know, uh, rather down. than a, you know, admit maybe making a mistake, they just head down. No, we're doing this, you, you know, <laughs> fuck you, and and dividing us too. Uh, I think that's been the, the most surprising thing is that um, it seemed like in the past, you know, people would bow out out of embarrassment. I don't know. And now no one, no one even says, I'm sorry. You know, it's, yeah. it's like did nothing wrong. Don't care. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. the truth doesn't okay. matter anymore. That, that line's in there, you know, you can yell whatever you want and you get caught on it. Just double down. Nope. I'm still sticking with it. You know? <laughs> yeah. I'm sticking with it. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. It's a strategy. Yeah. So the video uh, does take on a different uh, side of things. It doesn't, you know, kind of go for the political side, but uh, you know, there's, there's drugs in it. There's technology. I guess some of it was sort of looking at the pandemic. I also thought, you know, you are, you are tapping into uh, of course, a lot of other issues that we deal with on, you know, a daily hourly uh, basis here here in the country and especially like teenage anxiety i don't know if that's i still hear that in a lot of your music and as we all get older you know you've been at the game a long time do you find yourself still easily able to tap into that part of your audience gosh i don't know i don't really think of it like that i mean in the video we're trying to show how people are isolated these particular people are all younger kids i guess and it's definitely not just them i mean it's uh, everybody of all ages and the elderly in particular, I think. Right. But I think the idea in the videos, they've all been kind of isolated and they're kind of, kind of tripping out from being even before so the pandemic, they're kind of isolated yeah. Yeah, and, and alienated from each other. Yeah. Um, the pandemic is, is what almost, that's when they all of a sudden they're zooming and they, in the video, anyways, they kind of come out of it and 
Yeah. You know, we, you know, after the pandemic. Um, anyways, yeah, we, we wanted to have it, you know, we wanted to address the, the things that we see happening in the world that are just horrifying and, and do alienate us and everything. And, you know, uh, but then also <clears throat> like a kind of lighthearted, hopeful that we'll get through this, you know, if we all do kind of get together on zoom, you know, <laughs> we, can, we can put all the nastiness behind us and, and move forward. I guess, you know, as, as shitty as everything is, you know, brighter days are, are ahead of us is, is the point. That's a good, and it's interesting too, because the pandemic, how it rearranged a lot of songs for some artists, you know, a lot of unintentional written before. And then like, as you're writing these songs through the years, did you, did you all see that they were saying something new than maybe originally intended in the past, in the past year? I mean, this is not Utopia is a good example of something that I wrote before the social unrest of last summer, but I could just kind of, you could just kind of feel it. It was like, it was bubbling up. It was yeah. almost there. And then, when it hit, it kind of put a new spin on the lyrics that I had already written and it, it just happened to fit really well together. But that was kind of um, just a happy accident. And, and there are the lighthearted moments you said. I mean, even uh, the return of a uh, black ball, right? Bringing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. He's I, there. Yeah. I mean, we've kept up with that guy. He's a, he's a good friend of ours. Whenever we play Seattle, he's always on stage with us doing the keep him separated yeah. line and maybe Mokta. He's a buddy. Um, yeah. So it was fun to bring him, bring him back in. What a career for him. That's, I mean, you know, I don't, I don't know what he does in his free time, but just being that guy, you know, being able to pop in on these songs or whatever that's, and for you all to have, I don't mean to, I guess I'm, I, I'm characterizing it like to make him a character in a way. Does it, does, is it supposed to come across like that? Oh, God made him the character that he yeah. is. Yeah. We had nothing to do with it. Um, you know, he's one of the most hardworking guys you'll ever know. He's, he's a family man. He's coached all his kids in various sports and worked two jobs while he was doing it. He's, uh, he's a good guy. Blackball Jason. So yeah, he's a good guy. So you want to be a rock and roll star? No? Well, how about a podcast star? Well, as it turns out, there's a new all-in-one platform just for you. It's called Anchor, and it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And check this out. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And then Anchor will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify and Apple Podcast and, you know, everywhere else in, uh, in podcast land. And what's even better, you can actually make money from your podcast. Go figure. Uh, no minimum listenership on that. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go ahead, download the free Anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what are you waiting for? Podcast stardom is within your reach. That's what I thought, like with, you know, as much in the rear view, it does give you all a chance if you want it to revisit the past. I mean, obviously there's always the going forward thing, the doing something new with your music, but, but I feel like you do all take those moments in here, whether it's, you know, using black ball again, what's the song? Um, am I saying Hassan chop chop something like Hassan you know, chop. Yeah. Like even that, that seems like a moment you might've been kind of reaching back to the past or something like that. I mean, does that come naturally or do you all say like, Oh, you know, it would be fun try that again yeah i mean that's how we grew up with all that, <coughs> that stuff so to write songs like that comes pretty naturally for us and i think that's part of the, the the challenge and the fun of making a new record is how to do songs that don't sound like you're just repeating yourself they sound fresh enough but they still sound like what you used to sound like hassan chop is an interesting one because that was one of the last songs written for the record most of it anyways and and but where Hassan Chop comes from an old Warner Brothers cartoon, 
uh, Hassan Chop was a character. And uh, and then in the breakdown, is we borrowed heavily from something we played 35 years ago. Um, so it's new, it's old, it's got a little bit of everything going on in it. It was, it was a lot of fun putting <laughs> yeah. that together, and, yeah. and it's super fun to play. And I guess the other obvious example of what we're talking about here is the re-recording of Gone Away. You know, now it's this, I mean... The melody of that song has always been so striking to me, but to get it in this almost even more brooding piano sort of kind of context, where why why how did that one make the record and why? Yeah, I mean, it started out as a live thing. You know, our shows are pretty nonstop with you know heavy music and all that stuff, and uh, we wanted to just give the show a moment to breathe, and so we thought let's let's do a record, uh, so pick a song, and do it kind of in a a quieter way, and. Um, Gone Away seemed like a natural one for that. And especially when you just do it with vocal and piano, I think it changes the perspective of the vocal. It kind of makes it feel, I don't know. But well, the, the voice, the voice and the meaning of it is no longer hidden behind heavy guitar, bass and drums. Right. You know, it's kind of, it's kind of easy to, to, you, feels, you are kind of hiding behind that a little bit. It feels personal. You know? And it does, it makes it a little bit more personal, really makes you think about the meaning of the song, kind of purifies it, I think, a little bit when you strip it down and make it a more acoustic version of it. But I mean, that was it. There wasn't really a design behind it. It's like, oh, yeah, let's just do a song quiet. But the reaction's always been really good whenever we've played it live and lots of requests for, can we get a studio version of that? Yeah, back, backstage at meet and greets and and uh, on social media, we're, we were getting it all the time. Do, do a studio version of... Uh, piano gone away and so we finally we took it on i got there yeah are there other songs that you'd want to do that with i mean is that record a lot of artists do that at some point you know it's like okay let's let's reimagine some of those old hits or yeah yeah big bad habit yeah uh, exactly right. <laughs> like, probably translate yeah that well we've actually been playing um we did some acoustic shows uh before the shutdown we did like a dozen uh, shows a full band but all acoustic and we did actually play Dahui, uh which is just a super fast punk song with a surfy guitar solo and we played it just on acoustic guitars without changing the song really just fast punk song but on acoustic guitars um, and it's absurd it's ridiculous yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of fun it seems like also with some of those songs like with pop culture references uh, you know obviously pretty fly comes to mind or something like that like to give those an update like like, I don't know, do you guys still do the Ricky Lake line? And is that lost on a younger audience at this point? <laughs> Hadn't thought about it. Yeah, what would you change that to? Change it to something else now? Yeah, yeah some YouTube <laughs> thing, right? Yeah. I mean, you always, you think about that stuff when you're writing and you have to decide whether it's important enough to put in or not, right? Like, uh, like I mean, geez, we we mentioned Janet Reno in a, in a song. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think even at the time, we're like, you realize in two years, no one's going to know that is anymore. And yeah. So that one, that, that's when, that one's been lost to history pretty much for sure. But I think kids are just getting out the Google machine whenever they hear that, right? Like, who's Janet Reno? Who's Ricky Lake? You know? Yeah. You guys are offering the history lesson now. We're, we're keeping those women afloat. That, that's Janet right. Reno even alive anymore? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in the Hall of the Mountain King, I also want to ask about that one, just these kooky moments on the record, because I, ha I wasn't even looking at the track list when that came up. And it was one of those like, what the fuck moments? <laughs> What's exactly. going on there? That's exactly right. We It's a what the fuck moment. That's how I've been describing That's it. Great. Um, We're making this, uh, trying to make the album a journey, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, it's easy to put on a record and at some point you just, you kind of, you're just passively listening. We wanted to grab the listener there and go, hey, look. 
this is something, you know, and make them go, what the fuck, you know, what the fuck am I listening to, you know, yeah. but in, in a fun way too, you know, it's, it's obviously it's Edvard Grieg. It's a 150 year old classical masterpiece, right? And you're not supposed to fuck with classical masterpieces. So we decided to fuck with it. Um, <laughs> yeah. And see if we could put a punk beat behind it. And you don't have to pay the rights for that either. It's it's there's no 150 year old song, right? There's no additional. Uh, I, I I don't know. Are Greeks? Are we going to hear from the Greek family State. lawyer? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't think that comes up. Yeah. Speaking of that, you know, one of the things that did happen in the last 10 years was I feel like there's a new trend of artists who are selling their catalog rights, and you all were sort of ahead of that trend. It seems like when I look back on that now, like that's happening more and more in the past few years, and. I don't I haven't got the full grasp of okay so there's a big payday that's involved in that and congratulations what why do why does that look appealing to why did that look appealing to you all at this point in your career and what are the I guess non-money benefits right I mean it's different for everybody well we had uh, bills to pay it's yeah. (laughs) yeah yeah I mean I I don't know I always feel weird talking about the business side of stuff yeah, which isn't going to be too much but the gist of it is that we owned all our records but they were licensed to to Sony and it, at a certain point they came back to us and we had to decide what path to take we could relicense or sell or start our own label or whatever and um, we just felt like it made the most sense for us to sell the rights. It's got to be an interesting like I don't know that's your song but I guess someone else sort of owns it. Is that is, is that yeah, how but 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 we worked it out so that we have some say, like they you know, we have you know, we we're able to okay, like if it's gonna be like a yogurt commercial or something, right? Or a adult diaper commercial, we we have some say. We do. Yeah, we yeah, we wanted to make sure that it wasn't wasn't gonna come back to bite us in the end. A yogurt adult diaper commercial together. Yeah, yeah. like Activa, right? Like I'm thinking the Activa commercials, <laughs> the, the yogurt that makes you shit. And then I thought of adult <laughs> diapers immediately. Uh that's where my head, that's how my head works, where my head is at usually. I'd like to see it. I guess I would. Yeah. <laughs> Since we're on the weird, uncomfortable questions, and I know this is tricky to talk about, so um, with caution, I, I will say, with the lineup change that did happen this time around, did that affect, did it make it different how this record was made? No. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, just, it just didn't. <laughs> Yeah, that's been a long time coming, unfortunately. But uh, now we we just moved Todd. He, Todd's been with us from for about ten over ten years now. He was on rhythm guitar and vocals, and we just moved him up front to bass. Um, he's such a fun guy to play music with. He's so exuberant. He's like a giant kid, uh, you know, with a new toy. And so yeah, he, and he's uh, he's played bass in some of his other bands before. So, so it, was it was an easy transition. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Well, that's good to hear. I, again, I, you know, I just want to compliment you guys like a dozen teen times off this record. Uh, we've waited a long time and I'm so happy with how it sounds and what you guys are doing. So so just a big congratulations on this. Well, thank, well, thank you, man. You, yeah, man. We're, it's always nice to hear. Yeah, we're I mean, we're we're proud of the record, but, we, you know, we're dying for the fans to 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 hear it and figure out which songs they like the most. And, you know, are they connecting with it the same way we are, you know? I think when you talked about what's different about putting a record out now, the, the extreme digitalness of the age makes everything so immediate, right? Like we post it and then it's like, you've got 150 comments, right? Yeah. So there's something kind of, it's not overwhelming. I don't want to say it like that, but there's something very heavy in all that, that like 
and put something out. And it's not like, you know, before you'd wait for a magazine to come out or a view or something. And there was, right. there was a lag time before putting it out and getting a response back. And now it's so immediate that it's like, whoa. Almost like a once it's out, it's done. That's not the right way of saying it because there's still a live show, I guess. I mean, that that step still is yet to be like these songs get to have a life. And like, do they all make the live show at, at some points? I mean, do you, do you try to make sure that everything gets represented? We're working on all the songs, you know, as if they will. But uh, obviously we couldn't, you know, if we added a whole record in, we'd have to take out some of the some of the other songs that our fans love as well. So um, unfortunately, we can't please everybody all the time, but we're definitely going to perform them all at least, you know, a handful of times before we figure it all out. I think so. Yeah. That's always part of the process too. You play a live show and you and you realize a certain song of the new songs is going over really well or better than others, and you kind of eventually zero in on the ones that work yeah. the best. We've already been playing uh, Opioid Diaries for a couple of years, and that's one without the fans ever hearing it before because we ha- ha- wasn't released. They clicked with right away. Yeah, um, right away. You know, so it's it's been really fun. That's been working. Yeah. Well, I certainly can't wait to see them live to see you guys live again. Uh, it's been quite a while, um, you know, congrats. And I got to tell you one quick thing, not that I'm saying anything new here, but especially of, of all the songs in your back catalog, I still think to this day, uh, the kids aren't all right. is one of the greatest songs, greatest rock songs of all time. So just for, wow. for thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. It's one, it's one of my personal favorites of, of all the songs we get to play every night. And so thank you. That means a lot. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you both so much for taking the time to talk about this. Congrats again. And I can't wait to, again, to, to see the live version. Thanks for having thank us you. on your show, Kyle. We appreciate right. it. Take care guys. We'll see you. Right. Bye. Yeah. My thanks to Dexter Holland and Noodles, The Offspring. The new record is called Let the Bad Times Roll. Thanks to you for checking out this episode. Uh, please, again, do hit the subscribe button to keep up with the whole series. Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcast, Acast, Podchaser, NPR.org, YouTube, again, where you can find the video version of this. Three new interviews every single week, a brand new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, so it is a great way to keep up with all of your favorite artists. And then after that, head over to WFPK.org. That's where I do a show Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern, an hour full of song premieres, music news, anniversary spins, bonus interviews, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern at WFPK.org. Consequence has your music and film news. You can also find me on the social media spots, including Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all three of them at Kyle Meredith, TikTok at Kyle Meredith 81. Uh, Like and follow along. Make sure to say hi when you do. That does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. The yogurt that makes you shit. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.